Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, and that is Tim Vargulish. It's been a while since I did that. <laughs> it's because I dropped the last names. I felt like we didn't really need them. I, I thought, you know, just personable first names. Don't really need the full thing. But your name does neatly transition into like a, a sort of horror esque pun. It's a good name. I'm not gonna lie, it's served me well these odd thirty-one years. Oh man, oh man, I'm not far away from thirty myself mm. now. It's kind of, kind of scary. That's the, that's the real horror. Time, time, and age are the real scary things in the world. Uh, this is a horror movie show. <laughs> we talk about horror movies, and uh, we. This is actually a weird week because we had a movie planned, which we're still going to do. We're still. We're, you're probably going to get a bonus episode where you're going to get like an extra one end of next week or maybe two next week depending on how the recording works out but we ended up doing something else last minute instead uh, just purely because Tim happened to mention that he watched something and I went oh I was thinking of watching that let's just do that mm-hmm. in our usual sort of slot uh, but we're still going to do the other movie because we wanted to do it But uh, so the movie we are doing is Sweet Sweet Lonely Girl which is a new film which is exclusive to Shudder which is the, the horror streaming service that uh, you can find if you go hunting and it is something that I never heard of before it went up but it looked interesting um, yeah I was completely oblivious uh, to this as well um, I think me and my girlfriend have kind of fallen into like a little bit of a ritual where we'll usually end our weekends with watching something on Shudder um, and yeah this this kind of came up as exclusive and we're like yeah let's uh, give this a go I see what it is, yeah. I, I, I think hitting the exclusives and stuff that hit in Shudder is probably a good idea from time to time. Because yeah. they, they have stuff going up there. Obviously, uh, Sadako versus Kaiko, what we did yeah. <laughs> two or three months ago, was uh, an exclusive. And what an exclusive that was. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it's, it's, this is a very interesting film. It's, it's, directed, it's written and directed by A.D. Calvo, who I'm not familiar with. Uh, I'm not even sure if that's, a, if that's a male or female, that director. Let's have a... Let's have a quick look. Just so I'm using the right, uh, right pronouns. I think it's a guy, and I'm going. There's nothing really. There's no like uh, biography to really <laughs> tell me. A, it's just a picture of oh, just Peter's that... shaved beard. There's an image, and I think it's uh, yeah, it's the director and the, one of the actresses uh, in the image. So yeah, it is a gentleman. Uh, but this is. It's a basically a slow burn kind of psychological horror. Think House of the Devil, maybe a bit of Rosemary's Baby. Not not in plot, just in the sense that it's very much like a drama almost for a lot of the film, just with a sort yeah. of dark undertone, and you're wondering where the, the thing's coming in. A little bit of mystery, and then it's the last like, 10, 15 minutes where it all kind of properly turns into a horror movie. Uh, so I mean I think right away if, if, if that annoys you if you hate that <laughs> um, you, you know what you, this isn't going to be for you uh, yeah if you want a lot of jump scares things popping out uh, things that make very clear cut sense then it probably might not be the best bet for you yeah uh, so as always we'll start spoiler free give you warning about halfway through or so uh, before we go into spoilers and yeah Although, it's funny you mentioned jump scares there, and I'll save it for the spoilers, but this actually had one of the best jump scares, I thought, of, like, recent time. Uh, 
Yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> and it may have just been because I was kind of I was lying in I watched this one in bed and I was kind of yeah. not I wasn't falling asleep because I was I was, I was awake for the movie, but I was kind of yeah. in that kind of you know slightly sleepy state. I wonder if that added to the jumpiness where I just yeah. wasn't I just wasn't prepared for it because normally I'm watching a horror movie and I'm like, go on, just try it, just try and jump scare me, <laughs> pathetic uh. little peasants with your horror. <laughs> that is kind of the best way to watch a lot of times is when it's like late at night it's very dark there's no sunlight creeping in you're you're pretty tired but why did wake enough to comprehend stuff but yeah. you know also a little bit tired that yeah it can really get you yeah I, I think it's the perfect time to watch a horror movie uh and especially for one like this but it is kind of a slow burn it is kind of just you know taking in the information like, I, I don't know if you could watch like the way I just described watching this, I don't know if you could watch, say, something like something really intense, like The Descent. I feel like it would just wake you up too much because it's so intense. It's so, like, ah, what's happening? Claustrophobia. <laughs> like, it, it's just so life or death the whole time. Whereas this, it is this slow, just a little bit of mystery. And it just keeps you intrigued. But you're kind of, you know, daisy. It works. Yeah. Uh, I sound like I'm being really positive. And I am, to an extent, I... I, I I'm happy to say that I did not dislike this film. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say I definitely liked it. Um, I wouldn't go too much, you know, over the moon about it. Like I, I you know, no, wouldn't say I, I love it, but I think it falls into a. Do you remember we talked about Devil's Candy and how it was kinda? Oh, right. It was, you know, it was pretty good, but it was it was just missing the mark in a couple of things. Yeah, uh, this is at a kind of similar level for me, where it's I like a lot of what it's doing. Uh, but there's maybe a couple of things that just feel a little bit underdeveloped. Like, maybe just give it a bit more thought. Maybe set up the ending just a little bit better than you did. Yeah, I do enjoy the ending, but it does feel like a big tonal shift. Mm. Like, from the rest of the movie. Like, it, it, it jumps uh, gears pretty quickly, uh, yeah, at one point. Yeah. Um, I, feel, I feel like they had to just, just have a, a slightly darker tone. Or mm-hmm. even tone, just... A more foreboding tone throughout the the rest of the movie to justify yeah. the ending with maybe another couple of little seeds for what actually happens. But uh, I, the reason why I compared it to uh, House of the Devil is it's a period piece. It's set in the seventies, uh, which is one of the things I really liked about it. I liked the the, the feeling of the the era uh, that it was set in. You, yeah. you know, it's the old cars, it's all that kind of thing, the old clothes, and it looks kind of murky like a movie in the seventies did. So it has that kind of authentic feel to it. Which is good. Mm-hmm. That's definitely one of the positive points. Uh, it even opens with the uh, the lead actress, the lead character, uh, whose name is Adele. Adele. Yeah. Uh, hello, by the way, Tim. I don't know if I said that today. <laughs> is that an Adele song? That's an Adele song. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I know the name, but I don't know any of her, her actual work. <laughs> I I know hello and... I've forgotten it. She had, she had like a one big hit single off of each album. Yeah. And I, th- I thought I knew the one from the album before that, but I, I clearly I, I've forgotten it now, oh. so whatever. Oh, but, there's nothing that will probably make me feel older than like talking about music. <laughs> like, oh, no, I agree. <laughs> there's a few new things I like, but... You know what's, what's oh, yeah. strange now is I, I kind of wonder how like people even discover music now. Because I don't think anyone really watches MTV anymore. No, I doubt many people listen to the radio. I think a lot of people still listen to. I, I think you're maybe underestimating the amount of people who uh, like 
listen because you, you you're a millennial you're a filthy millennial who loves podcasts <laughs> you like podcasts when you're driving to work oh, a lot you know, of people yeah a lot of people put on the radio and that's i think where they discover a lot of stuff me personally and i feel like a lot of people probably i, I just said me personally that phrase is ruined for me because uh, of red letter media if, if you've not seen their, their fake podcast thing where they make fun of other podcasts oh, okay. uh, but that, that phrase is ruined uh but but uh uh, but the, the the way I tend to, and I actually have to go out my way because I'm like, oh, I've not heard, I've not got into any new albums recently. I want something new to listen to, and I go out my way. Is uh, Spotify do this cool thing where they'll give you a playlist of recommendations, and it changes every week. Mm-hmm. That's so, cool. So you know, I just go through it, listen to them, and a lot of it I won't like, but every so often I find a new song, and sometimes at least a whole band that I like, and that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But that's, that's yeah. how I do it. You know, just a, a real quick <laughs> tangent in the little end this, but uh, you know what I was listening to? We're already on a tangent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this will be the, the tangent that will end the current tangent that we're in. Uh, so it's uh, I'm inceptioning this us out of this tangent. <laughs> uh, but you know what I listened to last week uh, that was really good was uh, Lost Themes by John Carpenter. Oh, right, I don't know okay. if you ever... Uh, got around to listening to that um, I, you know, I never did i do love jordan carpenter music though i should i should listen it's to great that. if you uh i had like some work to do i was working on uh, some comic book stuff so it's really good background music you know you don't w- want to listen to something with lyrics and to get too caught up into it but it's nice atmospheric music you can have on while you're working but yeah. all right <laughs> uh that's yes. what the kids are listening to nowadays this john carpenter fella <laughs> <laughs> the new the new artist top of the charts uh so yeah so the movie opens with uh the, the lead character adele uh, yeah that's how we got into that tangent is I, I, made a, I made an adele joke uh but she, she's walking but it is a little sorry uh, but it, it is a little distracting i think because adele is i i don't know what like her songs but it is such a rec- recognizable musical name i think it's a little weird to name your character that in the movie yeah it's kind of like madonna at this point because it's just this one yeah. word name that everyone knows as the singer yeah 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 uh, but she, she's she's the movie opens with her walking down the road listening to her, her you know old school cassette walkman uh, which is very reminiscent of the opening from house of the devil uh, and i like that we both like that movie a lot but we, we covered yes. it there's we have a review on it uh, if i remember i'll put a link to that very review in the corner right about now watch me forget Connor's- Connor's Corner. That's where the links go. <laughs> Connor's Corner is where the links go. <laughs> Joe, for the people who only watch streams on this channel, they do not get that joke at all. <laughs> However, if you happen to watch the Comics from the Multiverse podcast uh, that we do for DC Comics, that joke will be hilarious to you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it starts <laughs> off with that. And I can't believe how long it's taken to describe just her walking down the road with a walkman. I blame you, Tim. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we see that she's got a pretty crappy life. Her, her, her mother's pregnant, but she's got a new stepdad. Well, I say new, but at least recent, you know, not, not her dad. And she's a quiet girl, uh, as the title would uh, probably imply. Uh, very keeps to herself, gets embarrassed to talk to people. And throughout the film, she goes to stay with her aunt, uh, who is a... Agoraphobic. Agoraphobic. Yes, I said it first. Shut up, Tim. <laughs> I knew the word. I can see you. It took you a second to think of it, though. I was just thinking of how to phrase it. Not, not because I, I, I like to say it as if uh, like I was calling her a something. You wouldn't say okay. someone's a- anagoraphobic. You'd say they're agoraphobic. 
I just I was just thinking of my phrasing as I was saying it. You want to be sensitive. We might have a lot of agoraphobic listeners, so I get that. I, I imagine uh, shows on YouTube are exactly the sort of thing that people <laughs> that suffer from agoraphobia probably like to <laughs> like to consume. I mean, they're not going outside, so of course they're watching a lot of YouTube. Well, they never actually said it in a, the movie, but I did get a feeling like, oh, she might be watching YouTube videos in there. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't 100% sure. Tim, did you miss the part about five minutes ago where I said it was set in the 1970s? <laughs> uh, I, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> did you miss the entire movie where you were watching and it was set in the 1970s? Uh, I may have been eating spaghetti. <laughs> during the movie the whole time the whole all 77 <laughs> minutes of the movie you were eating spaghetti <laughs> that could get distracting <laughs> oh my this is like the most tangenty <laughs> ridiculous episode we've done in a long time i do apologize I'm, see if you're here for a serious conversation and you're you're just appalled at all these tangents and jokes i, I apologize I've had, a, I've had a weird last two sickly days i'm like just all hopped up on cold medicine. So. Oh, poor, poor Timbo. <laughs> it's feel bad for me. But she goes to live with her aunt. Uh, basically, her aunt's rich. She's going to pay her, and her, her mother wants her to bring that money home so that she can help pay for the baby and rent and whatnot. Because uh, she's pregnant. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, but you never actually see them again, really. Uh, it's basically, she goes to live with her aunt, and her aunt never leaves her room. She like leaves a note. She, she occasionally says something, but not a lot. She tends to leave handwritten notes for go go to the store, pick up this. Uh, you know, Adele makes the food, puts it on a tray, sits outside the door, and then like the door just opens enough to pull in the tray, and that's it. Like you don't see her. Uh, so that's obviously the mystery element of the film. The other big part of the plot, though, is that it's kind of a coming of age story for Adele, where she's kind of coming out of her shell. She she's attracted to this other girl. We sort of like discover that she's uh, gay or bisexual. And she's attracted to this girl, and it kind of becomes about her pursuing this relationship and trying to juggle that and deal with the fact that she has no money and has to take care of this really weird aunt who never comes out of her room. And that's kind of the, the gist of it in terms of a spoiler-free uh, review. And it's, it's weird because you can't really talk about the horror stuff until spoilers yeah. because it it's completely full spoiler territory because it's, it's what the movie builds up to and that's the ending. Um so, yeah, it's definitely a slow burn. It, it's it's a film where you see Adele go through all these like mundane kind of tasks. She goes to the store. She she picks up stuff. She's there's a lot of awkward moments where she like can't afford to pay for something, or she's she's catching someone's eye, or she's doing all that kind of stuff, and she's kind of awkward. And it's kind of like how this this girl she runs into uh, the other main character Beth, how she kind of like brings it. She's she's a, she's a bit more free spirited like kind of. Punk rock, kind of, kind of like a. She has like a wild side. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. She's a bit of a wild girl who'll just like you know she'll steal something on the whim of it, or she'll uh, yeah. say, "Let's go, just go have a beach party this weekend," and she'll just, you know, uh, there's an element of fakeness to it. There's like a weird kind of fakeness to her that you kind of just pick up on. I think, or at least I did. Um, maybe not like a hundred percent right away, but as it goes on. You can definitely tell that there's something going on with her. Hmm. I, I wasn't sure if exactly what or it, what like kind of angle she was playing, but it, it was just. I mean, well, whether or not she was like maybe I don't know setting Adele up. You know, I don't know if I was thinking that necessarily. Just that she was trying to give this cool persona off 
and I was kind of feeling that, sure. and it felt like it was a bit of a fallacy. Uh, it's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to appear so cool to this little country girl who's just moved into the neighborhood, kind of thing. It yeah. kind, of, kind of felt like that. Uh, but no, so that that's that's kind of uh, so we can't really talk about any more about uh, plot. But yeah, now when you say slow burn, that kind of I almost feel like it it sounds almost negative, but. In all honesty, I was never bored uh, throughout the movie. Like, even no, though there's not no. a crazy ton of stuff that's happening, um, I still was interested. I liked the characters, and it did have a little bit of like a spooky kind of vibe do, know, do going you, on. I think the key thing in my phrasing uh, is that when I say if I, if I had a problem with it being too slow, like if I felt like it dragged, I would say it was it was poorly paced. I would say you know the pacing okay. wasn't up to snuff. I'd say it, it or just use the word dragged. It dragged. Whereas slow burn, I'm kind of getting at like it's intentionally slow paced, but it's yeah, it's not necessarily to a fault. Uh, I did look at some of the Shudder reviews on Shudder, like the user reviews, and some of them did feel it was really slow. And, <laughs> uh, what wasn't worth uh, going on? I, if I have complaints, I, I kind of was hitting on to earlier, but just the, the idea that maybe they could have seeded the the horror turn a little bit better and just had the tone yeah. come in a little bit earlier. Because uh, if I was to describe it, I would say it was House of the Devil meets uh, Darling, which is a movie I really liked from mm-hmm. last year, which was about a, a sort of... Again, it was a female protagonist who was kind of quiet and unhinged. and Although this one's not unhinged, but she wasn't Darling. Uh, and it was kind of building up to what's going on. But that, that movie did a really good thing early on, but right from the opening, you got what the tone was and it had that really weird yeah. offbeat creepiness to it the whole time whereas this it, it does kind of feel at times like it's just oh we're just having a drama <laughs> <It's>, yeah <laughs> uh, but it, it does get kind of wacky I, I think before we go into spoilers just to give a sort of how i felt about the ending I, I think the ending is kind of fun it's a little bit too abrupt like the movie's only 77 minutes long you know what G- give it another give it another five give it another yeah. five and draw a bit more suspense out of the the final kind of thing that goes on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, yeah, I don't think this would have suffered at all. Um, actually, adding you know stuff to it. Uh, yeah, it is pretty short. Um, so just an extra, you know, ten minutes or so might have helped. And uh, I, I did like the ending as well, but <laughs> I I am honestly still a little uh, confused by it. Um, but so I'm so we will dig into it. it it's definitely yeah. something that I think like um I don't think it's like impossible to decipher um but I think it is something like a lot of people after watching it will be like, oh, okay, let me think about this yeah for, honestly like, i I actually think i've I've got it sussed i I think I understand what went on, but at the same yeah. time, I have to admit that I don't think it's very clearly portrayed like, I feel like just, just if there's if if there's a problem with the filmmaking, is that the information just isn't set up properly enough to make it feel like it's oh it's obviously that like that's what yeah. they've just revealed. It feels like you you kind of have to because I was thinking something completely different until it showed me one piece of evidence and went oh no it's not okay it's this instead. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, I think we'll give a spoiler warning. Uh, so full spoilers now for uh, sweet sweet lonely girl. Uh, so. So yeah, let's talk about the ending. I feel like it's the it's the big thing we're talking about. Okay. Uh, so actually, I'll mention the jump scare that I liked first. So, is it the gonna be the mirror? Yeah, it's when so okay. so she's not allowed house guests, but Beth kind of comes in after she's like you know ran into her jogging outside, 
and she comes in, she gets a drink, and she insists on going up the stairs with Adele when she delivers the tray, and they they use a mirror to look inside, like under the door, to try and see if they can catch a glimpse of her. And it's just looking around, and then like the face just appears for a split second, screaming, "Get out!" Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it just it properly like I was not. It, it was just it was so offbeat, like it just happened yeah. that it, it was a proper good little jump scare. And it's a really good setup too, because we've uh, heard so much about the aunt, and but we haven't actually like seen her up until that point. But you've heard her voice a little bit. You hear her, uh, you know, chair rocking all throughout the movie, um, and there's kind of this quiet tone. So to all of a sudden have this, you know, big loud like scream, and to finally get like a little glimpse, uh, it's like, whoa, you're, you are taken back a little bit, and um, yeah, and she looked kind of. You know, like it's not like she looked demonic or anything, but she she was like kind of a scary looking person. Yeah, just know? a scary old lady. That's <laughs> basically yeah. what she was. She's wearing like old timey clothes and yeah, yeah, uh, and obviously that's a big thing. And so the, the end of the movie is basically that. So we go through the movie and like Adele's attracted to Beth. Beth realizes this. And she kind of leads her on. They, they do go for, away for this like night away at this beach house that she knows someone who owns. And they do kiss. They do tell each other intimate stories. That kind of thing. And like Adele's properly taken with her and she you know goes to drop off like a, a, a ring. She, she actually... Well, I mean, it's worth mentioning. <laughs> she, she does technically accidentally kill the, uh, the aunt. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, that, that is really worth mentioning because one of the things she does is she, she's not been paid yet and she needs money to buy like clothes and go out you know, for dinner with, with, with Beth. So she starts like, like her aunt's very specific in her shopping about what she buys. Like she wants this brand of this, this brand of that. And then, so what she starts doing is she starts buying the cheap versions of things and skimming the extra money. And then eventually they go to the pharmacy because they need to get her heart medication and the the doc, you know the pharmacist is like, oh, that's like seventy five dollars, and Beth's like, hey, wait a minute, she she doesn't need that, uh, and yeah. she just grabs this generic like heart medication <laughs> off the shelf. Is like, here, five bucks, this is good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, not the prescribed medication that she <laughs> that she's been given. Yeah. No, no, this this it's, is what's good it, for. Her. It's one thing to buy the you know, cheap store brand of anchovies or whatever. But when it comes to actual medication, <laughs> you, sh- you should probably go ahead and buy that. And like, it wasn't even like the pharmacist was, it was actual medication. And I think what they got instead was just like something like vitamins where it's like, those are not the, the same things. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, which actually, I meant to last said it was accidentally. It was accidentally from Adele's point of view. I'm actually thinking it was intentional from Beth's point of view, given right. where the movie goes. But, yeah. uh, but one of the things that she does is, is after the the aunt dies, she she pulls out this ring off of her finger, and she's going to give it to Beth. And I actually thought at this point the ring was like a big thing. Like I thought the ring was cursed. Yeah, I, I thought that's where the movie was going. But instead, uh, so so she goes over to give. Uh, Beth the ring, she leaves the note, but she ends up catching her with a guy, and she's like, "Wait, well, I thought we were a thing, and you know, it was a whole thing, and Beth ends up showing up to the house, like, the next night or whatever in the rain, and she's acting weird, like, she, she's not, she's not being her normal self, chatty or anything, she's being quiet, she ends up, like, eating that fruit that's been sitting there since Adele got there, and it's kind of disgusting, yeah. and ugh, and, and uh, 
I think it, it uh, it's might be kind of important to, well, maybe not important, but I just like that at this point, you know, we've had kind of like a weird, spooky, creepy atmosphere all throughout the movie, but like now, like this final night, we get like a proper, like, oh, like this is like giving me like serious haunted, you know, house kind of vibes. Like everything's so much darker. We're getting yeah. like doors opening, you know, wind blowing out candles. And... Yeah, because it's, it's a stormy night. And obviously after the, the, the aunt dies, there's a couple of moments where she thinks she sees the aunt. And it's like, oh, was yeah. that a ghost or was it just her? you know, imagining things, it's her, it's her conscious getting to her, because she did technically kill her. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you know, is, is that what's going on? And Beth shows up, and then eventually, like, Beth seems to disappear uh, after there's, like, like, a spooky moment, and Adele tries to find her, and then she, like, we see Beth seems to have turned into someone else. Like, got, she's got long dark hair, and she's got, like, almost the ants kind of, like, type of, you know, nighty dress thing on yeah and she starts like stalking her and this is the part of the movie where it's a bit flawed because it's like it happens a little bit too quick like she just kind of goes into the basement and then you know evil death finds her and <laughs> she screams and that's kind of it uh i mean there's more to it there's more after that but that in terms of the, the chase it's just really short yeah uh, until at the ending of when she meets her you know not quite demise but she she meets her fate here and you kind of expect like she goes down to the basement but you, you you expect there's gonna be maybe a lot of like you know places she's gonna hide and go around corners and stuff. But it does happen like very quick. Like it seems like she kind of maybe tries to find one hiding spot and then turns around and Beth is there and then it's like done and you're like oh all right yeah it's, it's super quick. Uh, and then we we cut I, I think it cuts it cuts to uh, present day actually. Uh, yeah and and the mother her mother is like checking up on her. I don't think it's her mother, because it was someone who was a lot younger. Uh, are you sure? I thought it was her mom came to check up on her. I don't Adele's think, mom? I don't think so. Well, uh, I, maybe. I mean, I, I got the impression that it jumped ahead years, so I don't, I don't think that could be her mom. Oh, years? Okay. Yeah, I, I thought it jumped ahead years, because she, she was, like, aged when we see her. Uh, I thought that was, like, maybe, like, part of a curse or something. Uh, I mean, well, I was kind of thinking that, but... I, okay. Uh, so, because basically, so we see... You, you, well, cause we, uh, did, did we ever see the mother's face in the opening scene? I don't know if we did. Uh, I don't remember. I'd have to go back. Because I remember check. walking around uh, Adele, because Adele's sitting there yeah. at the, the dining table, and like her mother's walking around, and you see the, the pregnant belly. But I, I feel like you never really get a good look at her face. She's kind of... Mm. Like, we don't focus on her. We focus on... Adele just sitting there listening to her, yeah. like you know, bark orders at her. You're going to do this. You're going to go and visit your aunt. You're going to work for. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Uh, you need to pay rent. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, all that kind of thing. That's true. Uh, right. So if it is her mother, like I really wouldn't have recognised her. So <laughs> okay. again, maybe that's the fault of the movie that it really isn't clear. Yeah, that that could be fair. Because uh, if if it's not her mother, then I'm, then it's just some weird random character we've never met before. That, that'd well, be only the other option, right? Like, well, yeah. Well, I assumed that it jumped ahead in time, and this was like, her new carer, kind of like how she was caring for for uh, her aunt. Like right. she she's became the aunt, and someone else is caring for her because now she doesn't want to leave the house. Because the way I read this, because when when this woman comes into the house, we see this photo of her aunt who when she was young with Beth who looked like she did the movie implying that to me at least that what's happening in this the story is that beth like seduces whoever goes into that house 
and then traps them to steal their youth. Okay. Yeah, uh, so I definitely got the idea that Beth was some type of, like, witch or succubus mm. or something. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's weird, though. Is it, like, just specifically people in this house? Or is there something, well, like, with I don't this think it, family? I don't think it's specifically people in the house, necessarily, but... It just makes for an easy target, or maybe it is the house. Maybe, maybe it's something to do with the houses, like the re- yeah. maybe the, the house is what's got a curse on it. So it doesn't have to be someone who's in the house necessarily, but that's where they're going to be trapped. And yeah. it makes Adele the, the the target, the easy target to to go after. And then, what is it about that that makes them not want to leave the house? Then, because we see that Adele is now like in the same room. Yeah, she's, uh, she's trapped in the same was... room that her aunt was. It's the same thing. I, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's just a curse. Like that, that's yeah. the thing. It's, it's not really <laughs> explained. It just it gives you this photograph to let you know yeah. that Beth is behind it, and Beth because and it makes ads up. Like cause she, she's the one that's insisted on the heart medication not being used. Uh, she also did like acted really weird just before she went for evil. You know. Yeah. Uh, so you get that kind of impression, and she See, also. <laughs> She also talks a lot in the movie she, that she had an abortion and she talks about like all all yeah. these awful things and I, I feel like it all plays in thematically to what's going on. I, I so no, I, I think I think that's definitely what's happened. What whether we've we've jumped in time or it's present or it's just the same time period is debatable. But I I feel like the woman who walks in at the end is wearing modern clothes. It does not look like seventies clothes anymore. I, I'd have to go back and check it. Um, that, that's that's really interesting though. I'm. I feel like I'm kind of split between liking, um, I guess, the uh, ambiguity of it, and but also like I, I kind of want more answers. But at the same time, I don't know if that would just kind of muddy it. You know, if you know Beth was just I, like, let me explain what's going on before I kill you. You know. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I wouldn't want that. I, I think. I think the problem is is that it doesn't set up enough that. It clicks. I feel like I had to properly sit and go, okay, what just happened? Okay, I guess that. I yeah, Look, this is the problem. I'm not intrigued in going, oh, is it this or is it this? I'm going, I guess that just, yeah. just happened. I, I wonder if maybe we needed like a little bit more from the aunt that, you know, that way we can kind of compare like, oh, you know, because all, all we really know is that like, She's agoraphobic. She's in that room, and blah, I think blah, blah. honestly, what I think would have worked better, right, is you could have left what was there as it is. If you just wanted to have one scene that helped us, so assuming this is present day now, right, you have this okay. woman that comes in at the end, have her go to like the diner or somewhere in the town after she like does something in the house, like you know she feeds Adele or whatever, and you have like or see Beth be young. And have have yeah. the movie end with Beth like saying hello or something like that, as if she's going to do the same thing to her, you know, like. Sure. And that that would make it clearer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I could see something like that. I just honestly, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with any of the ideas. It's just it, it's kind of murky. I feel like the filmmaking doesn't really make it a hundred percent clear. What's weird is that it's it's definitely not clear, but at the same time, it doesn't infuriate me. Like it, it's not to a point where I'm like, oh, I, I don't know what's going on. You know, it, it's just kind of like, oh, I'm not exactly sure. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, honestly, I think it's the biggest fault of the movie. Is it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like I've watched something with David Lynch where it's meant meant to be intentionally super ambiguous, uh, where it's given me enough to really like ponder. It feels like it's close enough to just telling me the answer, but it, it's kind of murky, and as a result, it feels unfulfilling. Whereas it's not like you know, it doesn't give me the the seed of an idea. It gives me half of the growth of the idea. <laughs> But it presents it in a kind of weird way. So at, at the end of it, I, I was honestly kind of like, all right, I, I guess that's what just happened. And I went back and checked. I actually watched just to make sure that I saw what I thought I saw in the photo. Uh, and that was it. But, yeah. I don't know. And it, I, I guess it makes sense that she preyed on Adele because Adele was a lonely girl, as the title says. But the idea that she's this quiet person that no one will miss because no one's really paying attention to her. True. And that's maybe why more she targeted her rather than because she was connected to who was in the house. This this town just oh, yeah, ha- that, you know that makes sense. Yeah, this town just happens to be where this this witch, this whatever she is, uh, hangs out. Uh, this is her home. Maybe she can't leave. Maybe she maybe she can only stray so far from the house. Maybe the house is her source of power. Uh, oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, because that little that little uh, ornament she breaks uh, is fine later on. The like little monkey thing. Yeah, you yeah. see it again later on, and it's fine. So, it's true. Spookiness afoot. <laughs> One of the things that I I think the film does really well though is it puts you in the space of Adele's head. Like she is like she she has this quiet girl, and everything's shot in a very mundane fashion. The the directions like a lot of static shots, just a lot of like sitting there waiting, watching her do whatever she's doing, and uh, not a lot of fancy movements. Uh, so, so when Beth comes into her life and she gets excited, you kind of feel her excite- excitement to get out of the house because the house is very old and danky and dusty. And you know, when Beth's over, she makes fun of how old everything is and how it smells and whatever. But it's like Beth has become this like ray of like excitement and sunshine in her life, where she's excited to go out. You, you feel like it's the first truly happy thing she's had ever. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it's like the title says. Like you do really get the feeling that oh like this is a you know sweet lonely girl yeah i mean the sweet's debatable when she starts skimming money and then uh (laughs) and then accidentally killing her aunt but the (laughs) like i thought the director did a good job of that and the color scheme again it's the 70s browns and all that everything feels kind of just oh this is kind of a depressing time period to live in and i'm sure some of the 70s was very happy and nice but uh, certainly in this movie it gives you this uh, sort of uh, murkiness kind of feel to it uh, which which goes a long way because it, it ties in with her character and which, how her life kind of is and then Beth comes in and she's more colourful and she she's more basically loud as a character and uh, gives her this excitement and you, you can kind of see her open up because of that it's okay I, I mean I think it's kind of a murky thing I feel like I wonder was this uh, the director's first movie it's going to be insulting if it's not, but I feel like I feel like it may. No, that's no, not. He's done a few things. I've not heard of any of them though. Uh, um, but I just I feel like it's it's a storytelling fault. Like maybe just an extra draft of the script, or maybe just rethinking what was going to be clear to the audience or not would have maybe fixed this. But I do think the ending's kind of murky, and I I think it's because it's. It, there's, I think there's a fail, failure here in the filmmaking at getting the points across, uh, which is a shame. But the, the movie's actually a tight little film, though, otherwise. It's kind of... 
I think it's the perfect thing to watch in bed late at night or maybe on a Sunday afternoon if you just want you know something decent on. It's got a bit of atmosphere. Uh, yeah, and I think it's still impressive that you know despite that fault, you know we still enjoyed it and have a lot of positive things to say about it. Yeah, not amazing, uh, not great, but pretty decent. So, Tim, yeah, what would you rate Sweet Sweet Lonely Girl out of ten? Uh, I think we give it a 6.5, which might even seem like a little bit low for my enjoyment of it. But just, you know, like we said, with the ending and not being a little bit clear, like if some of those points were a little more straightforward for me or (laughs) maybe I understood it a little better, I think it could easily have been like 7, 7.5. But that being said, 6.5. Yeah. Um no, I actually kind of agree with that score. Six point five seems about right. Uh, and again, just just to hammer, we've talked a lot about the ending, but I just, it's I I love ambig- ambiguity endings. I, th- I think they work perfectly in certain stories. The problem here is I'm not even sure if it's meant to be ambiguous. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of ambiguous by fault, not because it's intentional, <laughs> and that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, 6.5 out of 10 for me as well. But there you go, that's uh, Sweet Sweet Lonely Girl. Not bad though, it, definitely not a, not a bad watch. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Uh, so actually, one thing that I do need to do, uh, we did launch a Patreon uh, this past week. So before we wrap up, I should A, plug that and say, yeah, we're on Patreon, go to MailedFuzzTV on Patreon.com, uh, otherwise known as Patreon.com slash MailedFuzzTV, if you want the actual address. Uh, they... We've got some bonuses up there, some stuff that's related to uh, streams, of course. Uh, specifically in the, the $5 tier, you one of the, the perks you get is you get to vote on a, on a movie for an episode once a month. So uh, what will become a bit of a tradition, not only will you get the episode, uh, which will go out to everyone, everyone on YouTube will get the episode, but uh, I'll also announce what the, the selections are, what the options are uh, in the vote. So... Uh, so yeah, uh, so we actually have a theme. Uh, we'll probably always have a theme, actually, but we have a theme for this month's vote. So the voting's up just now. I think it's up till the twenty eighth of May. You can vote if you're on Patreon at five dollars and up, and you can vote and watch one of these movies we do uh, sometime early June. Uh, they're all Lucio Fulci movies. We decided to go with a director theme for the first vote, and uh, so the movies up for, up for option are Don't Torture a Duckling, which mm. I don't think either of us have seen. Nope. Uh, the Beyond, which we've both seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, City of the Living Dead, which we've both seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Zombie slash Zombie Two slash Zombie Flesh Eaters, depending on which title you would like to go to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, which we've also both seen. So don't, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't torture ducklings. The uh, the one that, that neither of us have seen. If you want to tell it, comes like a fresh reaction. Uh, but the others are all uh, solid movies. So. Uh, yeah, by all means, if if you're on Patreon, uh, that's one of the perks for the uh, five dollars and up. Uh, this is the this is the first time I've mentioned it on the show. Some of the goals are kind of relevant as well. Um, the third goal is for uh, a monthly extra movie review show for me and Tim, where we do like Z grade movies, and by that I mean <laughs> things like The Room, things like Birdemic. We intentionally find the worst things possible and talk about them. Uh, and then the fifth goal. Uh, is for a commentary track every month. Uh, Ooh, yeah. So 
There's some streams-related stuff on there that's uh, worth checking out. Uh, although, yeah, if you obviously you can support us in any other way, which of course includes you know liking the video, subscribing, uh, letting us know what you thought of the movie in the comments and stuff like that. All of it helps. And if you do want to go to Patreon, uh, you can actually just sign up for a dollar and get some of the uh, Tales from the Crypt reviews a week early if you uh, if you enjoy that as well. So uh, yeah, so do check it out. Uh, but no, that's us guys. Uh, that has been uh, Sweet Sweet Lonely Girl, and uh, yeah, so. Like, subscribe, all that usual stuff. Uh, I've not quite fit Patreon into my usual plugs at the end yet. I don't know how to phrase it <laughs> quite yet. But uh, but no, that's us, guys. Thank you very much for watching. Keep watching scary movies. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>